0: Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Head West Subs. Council Roundup, every Wednesday, bring you highlights of the city council meeting that happens the night prior. They had a meeting last night. And about an hour and 40 minutes, but some jam-packed with information. So uh, we got a lot to get to, including a pretty detailed overview of the city's finances with Budget Director Bill McCarty. And also, we'll find out about how how much money the city of Springfield's getting from the federal COVID-19 stimulus funds, and how those dollars could be used, and how Alderman wanted to use those dollars plus a warning about pension costs for the city of Springfield. That and so much more right here on the Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop. You can contact me, bishoponair at gmail.com. You can also find me on social media twitter facebook instagram just search out bishop on air let's get right to it last night they uh heard from the inspector general for the city of springfield providing some reports about a couple of different things that uh got his attention uh here is one of them that he offered up city council members to learn about and something that we've heard a lot about over the past few months uh especially with the council meeting especially with uh, citizens addressing the council uh taking you know poking jokes at uh, one particular alderman in particular over this incident but the inspector general did investigate the uh, fight that uh, alderman sean gregory had with an individual here's his findings
1: by an anonymous complainant to ask that I investigate the issue of a physical altercation that occurred March 4, 2021, between Alderman Sean Gregory and another individual.
0: So Judge Holmes, the Inspector General, he said he talked with Sean Gregory, he reviewed police reports, and he also talked with the state's attorney's office.
1: I was unable to interview the other individual involved in the altercation uh, because he is currently in the custody of the Illinois Department of Corrections. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, so, yeah, he wasn't able to talk with the uh, uh, the other person in this fight because that person's in prison right now. Uh, we'll hear about his rap sheet coming up. But uh, uh, the inspector general did share some of the detail that he had a
1: conversation with Sean Gregory. Uh, Alderman Gregory told me that the argument began when Mr. White accused him of contacting the mother of Mr. White's child. Alderman Gregory states that he'd received ongoing communications prior to the altercation Mr. White made similar allegations, which the alderman denied.
0: So, um, moving forward with his investigation, um, the Inspector General also watched that cell phone video that we all saw. And he watched it in the presence of Alderman Gregory.
1: And I found it very significant to note that throughout the verbal portion of the interaction, Alderman Gregory had both hands behind his lower back. He had both hands behind him. While his hands were behind him, he received a poke to the right eye from Mr. White. Police report indicates that the officer examined Alderman Gregory's face, saw a scratch to his right eye, in addition to swelling of his forehead. In response to being poked in the eye, Alderman Gregory landed one blow to Mr. White's head, at which time Mr. White picked him up, threw him to the ground, fell on top of him, and began a series of blows to Alderman Gregory's head. So police were
0: on the scene talking with Alderman Gregory, and the inspector general said other police
1: were dispatched. A separate officer was dispatched and apprehended Leonardo White a short time later. Leonardo White was returned to the scene in the custody of the Springfield Police Department, and in Mr. White's version of the police report, uh, he stated that Alderman Gregory was the aggressor and he was defending himself That's contrary to all of the eyewitnesses and not supported by the cell phone video, which I viewed.
0: So police brought White back to the scene with Gregory, and they had a chat.
1: Alderman Gregory states that they had a conversation regarding the subject of his alleged contact with Mr. White's child's mother, and thereafter indicated that he did not wish to press charges and wished that Mr. White be released from police custody, which occurred at the scene.
0: So the Springfield Inspector General giving a report to City Alderman last night about the fight that Alderman Sean Gregory had with Leonardo White uh, back in March of this year. And, uh, you know, he he, he laid out there, he, he talked with Alderman Gregory, he talked with Springfield Police, looked at the reports, talked with the state's attorney's office, reviewed the video with Alderman Gregory. But he couldn't talk to the other individual in this particular incident. And Leonardo White. As he shared earlier, he's in prison right now. What's, uh, what's White's rap sheet look like? Let's go ahead and get that detail from the Inspector General here.
1: According to court records, Mr. White was on mandatory supervised release, previously known as parole, uh, for a Sangamon County case in which he was sentenced to three years to Illinois Department of Corrections, what the Sangman County Circuit Clerk website describes as manufacture of a controlled substance being heroin. Mr. White's parole was violated apparently due to a new pending felony charge unrelated to the Alderman Gregory incident. Mr. White has been to the Illinois Department of Corrections four different times from four different counties, including uh, convictions for aggravated battery use of deadly weapon uh, from Peoria County, domestic battery with bodily harm, conviction from Tazewell County, and a uh, 2002 felony uh, from Sangamon County in which he was charged with first degree murder and pled to second degree murder and was sentenced to 20 years in the Department of Corrections. Additionally, uh, Mr. White had five orders of protection issued against him in Sangamon County in 2020 on behalf of four different complainants.
0: That is quite the rap sheet. Holy moly! Uh, you're talking uh, possession and of heroin, distribution of heroin, <laughs> do bodily harm, aggravated battery, second-degree murder. Wow. Uh, so that was uh, the aggressor, according to um, the inspector general who shared his findings about the uh, the fight between Alderman Gregory and Leonardo White uh, from back in March.
1: I find, as did the police department, that Alderman Gregory was not the aggressor in the March 4, 2021 incident. This, along with the state's attorney's determination not to file charges, leads me to recommend no action or sanctions be taken against Alderman Gregory, and this matter uh, is closed by the Inspector General.
0: All right, so uh, is this going to be the last time we hear of it? Kind of, you know, brush your hands of it. Dude's in prison, uh, so I I don't know if he's going to be there for, for a long time, but them with that rap sheet. Yikes. But Alderman Gregory cleared of this. Uh, So not the aggressor. Uh, Another investigation that the Inspector General shared last night deals with that uh, contract to bring about some health facility for city employees. Uh, It's something that's uh, heralded as a model that's working really well for city employees to be able to go and get you know quick checkup or something and maybe talk to a doctor and maybe get a prescription filled all within kind of a uh, one-stop shop for city employees. Uh, But uh, there was Uh, concern somebody raised with the inspector general about uh, the the possibility of the budget director playing a role in this
1: question was raised that the director of the city office of budget and management is married to an upper level executive at hshs medical group a prior vendor and bidder on the new contract i contacted obm and was directed to amanda long who's a purchasing agent who advised me that the OBM director had recused himself from any involvement relating to the on-site, near-site health clinic matter and that she took charge of all aspects in this matter.
0: So what ultimately was his findings after delving deeper into that and not really seeing the budget director having a hand in this?
1: Uh, I found no appearance of any participation by the director of OBM and all responsibilities were delegated to his subordinate.
0: So. That case is closed. Uh, We'll get to uh, more of the city council meeting from last night because it's not just the inspector general that provided a report. It's also the aforementioned budget director that gave a report. This one's pretty detailed. It also reveals how much money the city of Springfield is going to get from uh, what some people are saying are Biden bucks. Uh, (laughs) Regardless, they're taxpayer dollars, right? It's just from the federal government. Because we all pay taxes. We pay taxes to the feds. We pay taxes to the state. We pay taxes to the city and county. Uh, It's all your money. It just so happens to be coming back to the city of Springfield and the state of Illinois. So how much? Stay tuned. We'll get to that coming up next. You're on the WMAY morning Newsfeed, Back with the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Downtown location now open for lunch. Head West Subs. Continuing on with presentations from last night's city council meeting, let's find out how the city's finances are doing with City Budget Director Bill McCarty giving a presentation last night. And this will all include not just how the city's finances are doing, but a bit of a projection of, well, some pretty glooming costs out there for pensions and how that's impacting other things. Plus, we'll also hear about how much money the city of Springfield's going to get from federal dollars, your tax dollars, coming back to you in the form of city operations. So here's Budget Director McCarty giving a bit of an overview. Dango, And one, two, three, go.
2: We're going to start off with some very good news. We're going to end with a little bit of sobering news. And in between, we'll be talking about ARPA as well, which is the American Rescue Plan Act and the dollars that are involved with that, especially as it pertains to the city of Springfield.
0: So let's get an overview of the city's finances. In End of year cash balance going from
2: 3 million and 17 up to 18.5 this year and then average daily cash balance from 7 million up to 16.6 million dollars. So we're certainly moving in a positive direction from a key performance, a cash, uh, fiscal standing standpoint.
0: All right, that's even after uh, the COVID-19 pandemic?
2: On the expense side of thing, on day one of the pandemic, the mayor and I sent out a joint memo to everybody that essentially said, stop spending. Spend as little as possible. Obviously you have to operate. Obviously we have to do payroll. Watch your hiring, watch your spending. And you can see that the the departments certainly uh, adhered to that. You look at the budget, it was $132.3 million in expenses, but we only spent $125 million, give or take. So certainly kudos to the departments and the, the people who were overseeing that, the managers in those departments. They did a fantastic job of helping us to cope with the pandemic and the, the fiscal effects of the pandemic.
0: But money was still going out. Right? I mean, l- understand that even though they were told not to hire, not to spend much more, they were still paying employees.
2: We kept cities' uh, employees employed. They got their salaries, they got their benefits. We did everything that we needed to do to implement protective measures, including work from home, staggered shifts. We even sent people home and paid them uh, for not working. Essentially, the lost productivity mm. measures about $3.7 million worth. Wow. The hours involved were around seventy-three thousand seven hundred and fifty hours of work or lost productivity. Wow!
0: That's, <laughs> just think about that. Uh, lost productivity from everybody staying home but still getting paid.
2: The lost productivity measures about three point seven million dollars worth. Wow!
0: I'd like to see what the uh, <laughs> I'd like to see what the states lost productivity is for all state employees that got to stay home and listen i know a lot of you were you know glued to the phone doing zooms checking databases doing emails and stuff like that but there was a section of the state population uh of the of the worker population that really wasn't doing much you know it i know it i hear the stories i know the examples you know the examples so i wonder what the lost productivity was uh for that uh taxpayer funded operation Uh, and there was always criticism early on in the pandemic that people weren't furloughed and people weren't laid off uh, while the private sector endured incredible amounts of layoffs furloughs and firings all right uh stay tuned we got a lot more coming up from budget director bill mccarty's uh presentation last night including how much money the city of springfield set to get from covid19 relief dollars tax dollars from the federal government it's the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. A lot more to get to with uh, Budget Director Bill McCarty's uh, presentation last night, including how much money the city of Springfield's getting in federal tax dollars because of COVID 19. Uh, here is the, uh, the Budget Director laying that out.
2: More than $130 billion in direct aid available to local governments. Springfield, $33.8 million available to us.
0: Wow, $33.8 million coming to the city of Springfield. Um, how much is in hand already?
2: We got $16.9 million in last week. Woo. And we have that sitting in our account now. In fact, when you hear the next treasurer's report, you'll probably see a rather healthy huh. amount of money sitting in the corporate fund as we wait for final guidance on how we can claim these dollars and use these dollars, because that's the one piece we don't have as of yet
0: so we're essentially going to see like a doubling of how much cash is on hand just sitting there in the treasurer's report because they've already reported like 12 13 maybe 14 million dollars So now we've got nearly 17 million dollars in the city's coffers from federal taxpayers because of the uh, arpa the american rescue plan act so how is it going to be spent
2: you can't use it to offset tax cuts so you can't say great we got this money let's institute a tax cut can't no that. rats why not Can't deposit into pensions, can't deposit it into rainy day funds. Now, don't be confused, a rainy day fund is a separate fund set aside where you stick cash in it. That is not the same as fund balance. It's a new concept to make that distinction clear.
0: We don't really know about a rainy day fund.
2: Can't fund debt service with it or legal settlements. And you can't use it for general infrastructure outside broadband, water, or sewer.
0: So that means you can use it for broadband, water, or sewer. All right. you got millions of dollars there. But you can't use it for pensions. You can't use it for debt. You can't use it to make a rainy day fund. And you can't use it uh, to give tax breaks. So you can't use your tax dollars to give tax relief. That would be long-term. These these are one-time dollars, but they're not even really one-time dollars. It's going to be offered up in tranches over the next four years or so. Uh, So what are other limits that are put on it? Here's again the budget director.
2: Really, the only thing you're limited by, quite frankly, is the things that were on that ineligible use slide a few slides back. So just consult that, the debt service, the pensions, the rainy day fund, that type of a thing. I uh, can't really use it for that. But anything else is pretty much fair game, even if it isn't explicitly, uh, except for the infrastructure. You can use it for infrastructure. That uh, You just can't do a separate like under one of those other categories. You just can't do streets and sidewalks. That's all that is.
0: So, again, we've got $38 million on the way. We've already gotten sixteen. 16- Point nine million dollars in the city's coffers from federal taxpayers Uh, more is coming yes 16 million
2: this year of the 16 million through revenue loss we think we can claim 12 million this year 15.6 million next year and then whatever's left the following year after that so by 2023 the thing i want to point out is when it comes to revenue loss you have up until 2024 i believe is to claim the dollars it has to be sort of obligated you have 2026 to spend it. Huh. So there's no rush on spending $33 million. It gives you all time to, to work with the mayor and decide, you know, a good thoughtful plan on how to utilize these dollars in the best possible way for the citizens of Springfield. So.
0: So the city of Springfield, because of COVID-19, shored up its spending, still paid employees, didn't lay anybody off, uh, but seems to do much better. And then also we get these federal tax dollars coming in, and it looks pretty good. Here's the budget director.
2: So all great news, no doubt about it. The the year ended up much better than we could ever have hoped in a pandemic. We came out ahead of what we budgeted, even pre-pandemic.
0: That's pretty good news. But there's always a but and it's a big butt.
2: Uh, things are looking really good but when we look out and expand our window from the one year that we're currently in or the two years that we're currently in and, and how good things are when we expand our window to 10 or 20 years we keep coming back to the same thing over and over and over and it's not changing and it's not getting better and that is
0: pensions oh boy so uh, budget director bill mccarty laying out there uh some of the impacts of the growing pension costs just for the city of springfield you'll
2: see in 2006 i want to say we had 281 officers we budgeted at 225 this year we used to have 225 ish in public works a decade or so ago now we have like what 185 wow. why you're looking at it this is the primary reason
0: so you definitely see the impacts of increased pension costs on um, limiting services, especially when it comes to like law enforcement, for instance. If you have to pay pensions more and more and more and more, you're not going to be able to hire as many law enforcement to be on the streets to take care of, uh, you know, people with a long rap sheet like uh, the guy who uh, threw fists against Alderman Sean Gregory. Uh, so here we've got uh, a, a debate that's going to have to be had, and I don't know if there's much political will to have it. Might have to start at the state house though because they dictate a lot of what's uh, obligated when it comes to public employee pensions Um, but the cost of the pensions overall on a city perspective it tells you that between
2: now and 2040 we have according to the actuaries this is not me making up a number we have 830 million dollars that we have to pay for police and fire pensions between now and 2040 of that, we think property taxes will cover about $500 million.
0: Well, it's not the 800 plus million that's uh, necessary. What's the actual cost per year, though? What
2: does that average out to? That means between now and 2040, we have an average of $41.5 million a year for police and fire pensions. Raise your hand if you remember what we budgeted this year for police and fire pensions. Bueller? $27 million.
0: Oof. So we're not even, like, matching the obligations that we need. And it continues to eat into headcount, continues to eat into the city's share of property taxes, and so on. Uh, but Alderman hearing about the tens of millions of dollars coming to the city of Springfield from federal taxpayers, uh, they're looking for what they could spend it on. Here's Alderman Donnellan.
2: But I'd like to see, look at the possibility, using that hook that we just mentioned, of, of coming up with a program, whether it's attracting telecommuters or recent college grads, to try something new here in Springfield, to think outside the box and at least have a test program or a, 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 a way to at least test it and see if it works or, or come up with something that's creative and that encourages the community involvement but also gets people to come here and live that, don't necess- that aren't here now.
0: Show an idea to start some kind of telecommuting type of attraction program. Okay, next up, Alderman Hanauer looking for how to spend money. Being able to attract people that would be good, but
1: I would like to see us try to get some of these projects that have been, that are gonna, that, that are, you know, are gonna
0: you know, turn around and end up, if we have a major cave in
1: somewhere in this town, we could lose buildings, we could lose, it could be a big problem.
0: Yeah, uh, so maybe attracting people by ensuring that we have good infrastructure. More from Alderman Hanauer.
1: We got getting rid of the uh, – uh, getting people out at the lake on uh, on the sewer system, things like that. Man. That
0: these are things that we've been trying for years to do. That sounds expensive, <laughs> getting all those lake properties on the sewer system instead of having septic tanks. And Alderman Redpath highlights why that's a big issue because the septic tanks could possibly start leaching into the the water for the city of Springfield.
1: A lot of the older ones are leaking into the lake. So um, that's a problem. And yeah. so that was a program that we started, but we ran out of money and, and the sanitary district ran out of money. And that's got to be part of our part of our proposal so
0: again a lot of different ideas out there on what to do infrastructure you can use it on water you can use it on waste you could use it on broadband Uh, a variety of other things as well including police technology and that's something that alderman Desenso said but then she talked about something else that she wants to see money devoted for
1: this would apply to homelessness Um, the unhoused as we know are a huge problem um, that are, it's negative, negatively affecting our um, economic impact in certain areas of the city. Um, we well, heard
0: about that with the uh, hotel owner that got beat up uh, and also saying that they've lost business because of a uh, homelessness issue around their facility. Uh, and you could see how that uh, could definitely cause some economic problems. Alderman Sean Gregory looking into what could be used with this federal money. Then
2: uh, earlier on the slide they had mentioned something about expanded uses for um, hardest hit communities or, or something in that nature.
0: Back. Budget Director McCarty,
2: and that was one of those areas where there are a lot of things that are already individual programs have already been put in place by some states, including Illinois, for like rent assistance and that type of thing. Okay, that's what they're talking about there.
0: Hallerwoman Conley also jumping in. She kind of piggybacked on some of the uh, conversation about looking at the infrastructure and, in particular, uh, the sewers, uh, making sure that those are updated, especially in her ward of Ward Eight. But she also talked about using the money for police technology.
3: Policing initiatives is included included under technology upgrades Mm -hmm. is that could we for example buy more of the hello you're speeding signs sure um pretty much any of that
2: you want to buy those cameras that they put showed last week or week before you can do that
0: wow all right so maybe we'll spend it all bunch on police technology i think some activists would probably uh, be against that idea but we'll see if that goes anywhere um another uh, idea from alderwoman Conley.
3: But also, I, I have to say, the second item on this list that pops out at me is restoring budget cuts, including police and fire department. So are we looking at this as a way to restore our lines our cuts to the, the fire department?
2: If you so choose, yes, it is.
0: And that's been something that's uh, been a point of contention uh, between city aldermen that wanted to cut the fire departments and even the firefighters union uh, putting pressure on all people, but also on, um, uh, you know, the city itself uh, with messaging on social media and so on. Uh, so maybe we'll see that restored. Who knows? Uh, but Budget director McCarty continues.
2: Is it a panacea? Does it solve our problem?
0: And it, uh, the question here was about uh, the pensions uh, because he said, you know, yeah, we could, we could look at restoring the, the firefighter cuts, but uh, we still got the pension problem to deal with. Conley uh, responded, saying, don't we have
3: weed tax
0: money that we can use for that? And it's really it a drop in the bucket. Is it a
2: panacea? Does it solve our problem? No, it no, doesn't. No, it
3: doesn't. And, and but it helps. I did mention Right. And one thing you did mention, though, was new revenues for that pension debt. Um, so do, we, do you have numbers handy on, on what our 1.5% of the marijuana tax has brought in so far?
2: It's not a lot. Let's call it 22.5%. Twenty-two thousand a month for the one and a half percent going into
0: pensions. Okay. So
2: we're so talking three hundred thousand. But
3: it's t- it's it's some new revenue. Yeah, it's
2: three hundred thousand. Yeah. know
0: But again, you look at what they owe each year, and it's like forty million. <laughs> so. <laughs> couple of hundred thousand not really going to do much to uh d- d- draw that uh that down it's something right but it's not really fixing the problem how do you fix the problem of that uh, increased growth uh alderman uh uh redpath uh throwing in some other ideas here
2: the issue that you have
0: now uh, let's go over here uh, right there okay
2: hey, no shortage of things that need to be done there's no doubt about that just send us all a check for 3.3 million we'll just okay. call it even <laughs> There you We're go. Just everything else, Alderwoman. do that. Thank yeah. you,
0: Marinan. And even the Woman uh, Conley said that uh, <laughs> you can't put a you can't put a stack of money in front of Alderman and say, no <sighs> <laughs> they're gonna want to do something with it. All right, that's your council roundup. Uh, of course, uh, there's a lot of other stuff that happened, including the recognition of the Staub family with a memorial tribute to their planning, a uh, big obelisk, I believe. Uh, And they're also uh, seeking donations for that. Uh, You had a discussion about trash and how the city needs to deal with trash. And Juneteenth, some citizens addressing the council, uh, talking about some Juneteenth celebrations that are coming up. So that's your council roundup.